Welcome to As the Garden Grows, a podcast about a small cannabis company and our journey in growing wellness. Hey, welcome to another episode of As the Garden Grows. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate that you guys have continued to listen and that our numbers are growing. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying the show. If you have any feedback, comments, suggestions, anything like that, please feel free to leave it in the comment section or just like hit us up on IG, send us an email, however you want to get in touch, whatever works for you. But we'd love to hear from you. We're really enjoying this process. So yeah, I've got a good show for you guys today. I'm excited, um, as I always am. Uh, I'm going to give you a licensing update. And later on in the show, we are going to talk to Gabriella, my apprentice, um, and get some licensing perspective from her because she's been helping me out for the last couple of weeks. So yeah, might as well just get right into it, right? Because it's been a minute since the last licensing update. Um, The last update was technically the very first episode, which if you haven't listened to that yet, you definitely should go back and just listen to it um, because it just gives a really good overview of licensing in general and just what our process has been up until this point. Um, so it's a good just baseline to have, but yeah, where we left you last time was basically, I was kind of telling you that we were hoping to maybe rent space in an already licensed product manufacturing facility. Um, we felt like that was probably going to be the best bet just because it's so hard to find a location that will be zoned appropriately. That's what we had run into in the Woburn kitchen, um, was the zoning and, you know, getting through zoning is just such a challenge. So we thought, okay, it would be great if we could find an already licensed product manufacturing facility with, you know, commercial kitchen features where we could just produce our edibles, you know, assuming they're not going to be in production seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Um, we could just produce our edibles there and yeah, get our edibles into the dispensaries, which is, you know, what we've been really trying to do. And so we uh, had been in touch with some lawyers. We we were introduced to them through uh, a couple friends. And yeah, we had been in touch with these lawyers and they had offered that because, the, you know, they were cannabis lawyers and so had a lot of clients in the industry who were licensed and might be willing to rent space to us, especially given that we're, you know, economic empowerment applicants. I think that, you know, kind of helped the case a little bit. And the last thing that I heard from the lawyers, it really seemed like a promising um, outlook. The last thing that I had heard from the lawyers was that uh, we were, um, that she actually, it was was one lawyer specifically, she said that she had a bunch of people that were, you know, interested and that she was going to make introductions, you know, in the next week or so. And that was, I believe that email was sent to me the day that Mercury went into the last retrograde of 2020. Um, So I want to say that was like end of October or like mid-October, maybe November. I really feel like that was mid-October. So yeah, so, you know, I knew right then that, okay, Mercury just went into retrograde, so I'm not going to hear from this person for at least three weeks, if not, you know, more. Um, But I think because I had that mindset, I never felt any type of way and I still don't and also it's just a weird time like you know coronavirus and so many other things that are just like going on in the world so I don't really feel any type of way that I never heard from that person again but yeah literally just never heard from him again and you know that happens so life life moves on but for a while I will say for you know a solid four or five weeks there it was dead the licensing because um, we just weren't, I mean, I was kind of just waiting, um, to hear back and, and just holding on to that. Um, but after, after Mercury Station Direct and, and probably like two weeks after that, when I didn't hear anything back, I, I kind of knew like, okay, I probably just got to move on. Um, yeah. So, and I would say maybe like October, same time I had noticed that, the cheese shop in Rosendale Square, the Boston cheese seller, went out of business. And I don't know, you know, who's familiar with Rosendale, but that spot is over on Birch Street, which is kind of like tucked away um, in Rosendale Square. 
And um, for any old school people, that's where Emac and Bolio's, it was over there um, back when Emac and Bolio's was here. Now that's a beer brewery. Um, so that is actually a good thing for us. But <laughs> anyways, so uh, I noticed that the cheese shop went out of business. And, um, you know, the cheese shop, when I was looking into it, I had walked by and I saw that, you know, it was out of business. And when I was looking into it, I was like, oh, that would be a cute little spot for the kitchen, for the um, Rose Gardens Cannabis Kitchen. And, you know, at the time, like I said, I was just really focused as we have been on the product manufacturing license, getting our edibles into the dispensaries. And so um, maybe a couple weeks after I realized the cheese shop was out of, the, out of business, I got an email from the yoga studio that's right next to the cheese shop, Akasha Yoga Studio. And they mentioned that they were, um, that if anybody had anything in like their lockers at Akasha, they needed to come and clear them out because they were closing down that shop. So I thought that was interesting. Like, okay, two businesses in the, the same building just went out of business, basically. Um, so the landlord is out on that. And another day, uh, maybe a couple of weeks after Akasha went um, out of business, I was walking by with a friend. We had walked, been walking through the Arboretum and I was walking by with her and I was like, oh, I want to show you this spot. And so we walked over and I showed her the cheese shop and I was like, yeah, you know, there's this, there was this yoga studio right next door. It's kind of, you know, interesting that this yoga studio is right here. I feel like maybe we could eventually get both of these places. That would be so cool. And, you know, it was just a dreaming kind of moment because, of course, I don't expect that just outright a landlord will be like, yeah, come have your cannabis business here. So, yeah, but my friend was super encouraging. She's a regular at the garden. Um, shout out to Bethany. And she was like, you should call her. You know, there was a woman's name listed on the door that said for lease by owner. And it had her name. And she was like, you should call her and, you know, see and just talk to her. And so a couple more weeks went by after that, and um, like a monumental event in the garden's history happened when Michaela one day handed me a check for like her first installment of um, the percentage of the garden that she's buying. And that was just a really exciting moment. You know, one thing that I really strongly, firmly believe is that money is energy. And, you know, money can be a beautiful energy. And that's part of the reason why we're going to do this money manifestation series at the garden this month. And we're going to talk a lot about the energy of money. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's just, it's a really big energy. And when Michaela handed me that check, it just kind of, uh, you know, something, something started in that moment, something happened, something transpired and it was, it was big. And right as she handed me the check, I told her about the spot on Birch Street. And I was like, you know, I don't know. I just keep thinking about this spot. Like I, you know, these businesses are going out and I'm just thinking maybe, maybe people will be a little bit more willing to, to, to have me. And Michaela was super encouraging. And we actually pulled a card um, and we pulled the wealth card, the, the Ten of Pentacles. And, um, you know, we just have this intuition, like this landlord is a businesswoman and she's she's going to be all about business. And so a few days after I received the check from Michaela, I called the landlord um, and she asked me, she was driving, she was like, you know, I'm going to have to reach back out to you to get you all the information, but what kind of business would you be putting into that spot? And I said, a kitchen. And she was like, okay, um, I'll call you back. And I did not hear from her again. Uh, so I called her a couple of days later and um, she asked me again, she said, what kind of business did you say you wanted to put in there? And I said, a cannabis kitchen. And she said, okay, well, if you're thinking about doing that, why don't you come and look at the corner spot? Cause that, that one's available as well. And so just quick pause right here. Like that was the first moment for me that I was like, whoa, what just happened? Because most people, when you say the word cannabis, the energy shifts right there. Total shift in energy. Everything's going to change. It's now just like a totally different thing. This woman did not skip a beat. Like she just continued with her her little pitch. She was like, come check out these spots. You know, she said, I mean, even if you do one of the, the cheese shop, you should just you should come and look at it regardless. And she's like, are you available today? And I was like, yes, I am. 
So he set up a time immediately after hanging up the phone with her. I called Michaela. I'm so excited, obviously. Michaela's super excited. She's like, oh, I'm coming. So she drives uh, down to come and join us. And we go and we actually started in the yoga studio um, because, yeah, that's where that's where the, she, the woman was, the landlord was when we got there. and Or when I got there, I got there before Michaela did, uh, obviously, because it's this spot is literally right up the street from my house. Um, so anyways, uh, we started in the yoga studio and she was kind of telling me a little bit about it. And then when Michaela got there, we toured the studio. And um, let me just say that I do have a really strong feeling that you guys will be practicing in that studio someday. Um, but yeah, so after we looked at the yoga studio, we, she had been pitching to us there, these locations, these, um, units are basically one building on Bird Street and they're all kind of connected. The yoga studio is in the middle of the other two vacant locations. On the left is the cheese shop. If you're facing the, the building on the left is the cheese shop. Yoga studio is in the middle. And then the right, the corner area is what had recently been a real estate office and had also gone on a business. And she said to me, the landlord said, you know, I think you should really check out the real estate office because it's beautiful inside. You're going to really love it. And I was really stuck on the cheese shop as I am. You know, I got a lot of fixed energy in me, Taurus and Leo. So when I get something in my head, that's it. Um, so I'm, I was just like, yeah, but we got to see this cheese shop. And I'll tell you why I was, I was fixated on the cheese shop. It had the bones of a kitchen. And I, I appreciated that because we're trying to keep costs really low. And I'm gonna get into that in a little bit. But we're trying to keep costs really low. And so the fact that the cheese shop had already a walk-in fridge, it had a freezer, it had countertops on the upstairs level, um, which weren't necessarily like the aesthetic that I would have chosen, but I will make anything work. Um, and so I was just thinking about the money that we were going to save if we were just coming in there and essentially rehabbing it, trying to get it to go. And also the time that we would save because it would be quicker to get operational. That's why I really was pushing for the cheese shop. However, when we saw the, the real estate office, I mean, it, it definitely in terms of um, upkeep, the real estate office has just been kept up so much more pristinely it's 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 beautiful um right away as soon as we walked in we were like there are so many features to it that I don't even want to say yet because I'm actually just excited to see how we're going to incorporate them into our final design um because we did end up deciding that that was the location that we wanted the other thing about the cheese shop was that someone is already in negotiation or you know who knows where they're at at this point but was already in negotiation with the landlord for that location another business wanted to come in so we were going to have to move really fast and that's really hard to do um the landlord wanted us to have insurance and she wanted us to have a conditional permit from the city which is totally fair enough to ask us to um, acquire but that takes time to get and this would be the first time that i was looking at getting licensed actually in Boston. So um, I, I knew right away, like I'm not as familiar with Boston's licensing process as I am with, um, you know, other places. And it was, it's funny, I'm just thinking back to the episode that uh, Ryan and Moj and I were talking about licensing and how Ryan had said like, oh, I thought you would get to go and choose and have your pick up the litter. And like, this was the first time, I just want to say this too, that I ever... <laughs> that I had walked into three places and it felt like I was getting a choice. Like that was such a big moment for me. And I, you know, I just want to point that out because it doesn't happen often. And I, I really felt, and I still feel really, really blessed about this situation. Um, like I said, this spot is literally like five minutes walking from my house. And that was actually another thing Ryan said on the episode. He said, I thought you'd be able to find somewhere close to home. You can roll up in your PJs. And it's it's beautiful how manifestation works, right, guys? Like, totally manifested this. Um, so shout out to Ryan. Love him. Y'all know I got my love for that kid. But yeah, as Michaela and I were leaving that day, we were just, I I was in my, you know, Taurus self still just stuck on okay product manufacturing we got to build a kitchen Michaela being the uh manifesting generator that she is the Libra she's just always thinking super creative she's telling me right off the bat she's like why aren't you thinking about retail at this location and I was like I'm so one-track minded so I was like no I don't want retail I never want to retail I'm like all defensive about it 
And she's like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, don't worry about it. We'll just do product manufacturing. Like, you're good. Do your thing, baby girl, you know? So 24 hours goes by and I send a Kayla voice out. I'm like, oh, I get it. This is our location. We can do anything we want here. This is different. I didn't realize that because I've not had this <laughs> such opportunity before. And I realized I'm like, we should get a micro business license. That way we can have, we can sell our stuff in our, in a store and we could make like, we had this idea to have a bakery, which we've, we've wanted to do a bakery, you know, some format of a bakery and like a pre-roll bar for a while. So this is definitely, um, when you guys see this location, you're going to know why we thought bakery and we can build the kitchen into the the lower level of the site. And so we could do all the product manufacturing downstairs and we could have the upstairs level be our retail location, our bakery, and people can come in and buy stuff. Um, and that, yeah, we decided to go with it because why wouldn't we? You know what I mean? Two great things happened while we were doing the tour of the facilities uh, that really kind of like affirmed to me that, okay, this is this is our spot for sure. The first thing that happened was when we were when we were viewing that real estate office. And again, the landlord, she just kept pushing this spot. She's like, you guys are going to love it. You guys are going to love it. So we go in and right away, we're like, oh, we do love it. It's beautiful in there. Like I said, I don't want to say too much about it because I'm excited just for you guys to see it. Um, but when we went downstairs to the lower level, uh, she turned the corner and brought us into this little room. And she was like, this can be where you have your vault. And I was like, whoa, you know, like what we need <laughs> to have, because that's a major requirement, a major security requirement for any cannabis business is that they have a vault. And, you know, some people have to have double vaults and things like that. Um, so that was really funny. And, and just like a little kind of like, um, moment where Michaela and I were both looked at each other and like really smiled and felt great. And then the other thing that happened was that um, I had said to her at one point that because I was really trying to like assure her for whatever reason that we would not be a disturbance to the community and that, you know, this shouldn't be an issue with the community, um, even though I, I, I don't know why I felt the need to do that, because she did not present herself as like someone who I needed to prove myself to in that way. Um but yeah, she, uh, I said to her that I was like, you know, I don't, we're, it's just going to be product manufacturing. So don't worry. There won't be like lines of people, you know, going out the door or anything like that. It's not going to be like a, a, a big deal and the parking won't be a thing. And she was like, well, why, why would you just do that? She said, you know, look at all these restaurants around. They, people can be, go to the restaurant for dinner and come over and have dessert at your place. She said, I hope you will have lines. Look, there's a brewery right across the street. She said, you think that that's a problem? Like there should be lines. So that was like another moment for me that I was like, ah, is this happening? Like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like, this is not the response that I'm used to getting. So yeah, <laughs> this was just amazing. And other little things happened too um, while we were in that initial meeting. Like, you know, she asked me a lot about my business and she she was really excited about it. You know, we talked about the fact that cannabis is here to stay, that cannabis is a business that an industry that thrived through the pandemic and will continue to grow. Um, and she was encouraged by that. And like I had said earlier, she's a businesswoman. That that inkling, that intuition, that sign, that was right. This woman is a businesswoman. She owns a bunch of real estate in Roslindale Square. Um, she bought it like a couple decades ago. And yeah, she's pretty impressive. So and and, you know, just also the fact that it's a woman. I mean, no shade to the masculine identity. Y'all know I love you. I myself embody the masculine, as many people who know me know, um, a lot. But the thing is, it's like I have worked and been met with so much negative masculine energy in the industry up until this point. And so it's it's encouraging to um, work with a woman who has such positive energy, who's not in her animus ego. That's the that's the masculine identity ego that a lot of women and a lot of women that I've worked with in the industry, by the way, have. And she's, you know, not that she's not a cannabis industry person, but it was just so encouraging to um, have this like immediate kind of uh, 
positive interaction. And yeah, it, it just felt really, really good. So there were there were a bunch of things that just happened that day that felt really good. And like, okay, we've, we found it, you know, we kind of found our, our spot and we just felt really good about it walking away from there. And, you know, like I said, Michaela kind of like pushed me to think beyond, um, to think beyond the, uh, product manufacturing and to go into this retail idea as well and to build out this retail concept. And so um, what we decided to do is to get licensed as a micro business, which allows us to combine two license types. So we'll combine a product manufacturing license and a retail license. And what our plan is, is to build the kitchen into the lower level and do all the product manufacturing there. And then upstairs, we're going to have a bakery for you guys to come in and a pre-roll bar. So you'll be able to get all your um, herbal blended pre-rolls and we'll have our teas there as well. And you guys will be able to get your baked goods. We're only going to be open um, limited hours, limited days a week. But yeah, all of that stuff, all that information is definitely to come um, one, you know, a couple other things that I, I just wanted to make sure that I touched on in this update. And before we bring Gabriella in is just, um, the, the money of it all. So yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting because literally also right as, um, that happened, I will say too, that that meeting took place in between the eclipses, those last two eclipses of 2020. And um, that was a little nerve wracking for me because I was like, "Eh, eh, eh, I don't know. I don't know. This is not always a stable time to try and do something. But um, something did shake up during the eclipses and it just, it wasn't that. Um, The the location, nah, that's the universe. She's been working on that one for a minute. But um, what did shake up was just the awareness around money. So you guys know that I've just had like such a journey with um, money, (laughs) especially in the last year. I mean, no, honestly, no, since day one, actually, like it's been a journey. Um, you know, I hope you guys will go back and listen if you haven't already to the other episodes, but I've been pretty transparent with it. Uh, not a lot to hide about it. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, there's a lot that I think, uh, I have learned about money and my entire relationship with money has changed in the last couple of years because um, of the way that I work for every single dollar that I make. And in fact, money is um, even like a part of the reason why, yeah, it's it's a part of the reason why I have strained relationships with some of my family members, my brothers and my dad, even like that's been part of um, our difficult conversations. So I have a, a, a strange relationship with money. And I think a lot of people do. And I'm, I'm, open about it. Like I said, that's why we're doing this money manifestation um, series this month at the garden, because I have been doing money manifestation work for like a year and a half now. And it's definitely um, panning out. And I'm excited to share that with you and and to share these practices with you because they're strength in numbers. Um, But I knew like early on that if this business was ever going to be successful, my relationship with money had to change. I used to be someone who would be like, I don't want to make money. Um, I I want to help people. That's all I care about is like helping people. That was me like pre-college, I would say. And then when I did my first co-op ever, I went to Northeastern, so I did co-op. And I did my first co-op in um, Northern Uganda and I worked for free. And after I did that, I was like, I will never and can never work for free again in my life. And um, I'm a tourist, so I don't even know what I was thinking. And it's in my second house, so I really don't know what I was thinking. But I just had this vision that I was going to, like, help people and be, like, just a major, I don't know, like, floating princess for my life. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, after I worked for free one time, I was like, never again in my life can I do that. It just it doesn't feel right. Working for free does not feel right. And so um, valuing myself was also a major part of my journey and my shift prior to my Saturn return, understanding my value in the world, understanding my place in the world. That was a part of what I was learning prior to my Saturn return. And my entire Saturn return, um, which just recently ended, has been me starting this business, basically. And so 
Um, you know, I knew early on that my relationship with money had to change. Um, I, I needed to understand the value of money and the energy of money and be able to um, use it in a way that really works for me and to appreciate it and to appreciate the value of every dollar. And like I said, that became a lot easier to do when I was literally earning every dollar that came in. You know, when you have a salary job, or for at least for me, you know, I can't speak for other people, but I know for me, when I had a salary job, there was something that was really um, comforting, but also like in an illusory way about just knowing when the next paycheck would come in. Like I would just be willing to like also binge spend. Like I had really like uncontrollable habits. <laughs> I'm just thinking back to like my early twenties. Like I, I know one of my exes is like, <laughs> He used to really think I was crazy. And looking back, I really was just like the way that I would spend money. It was just not normal um, because it was just on things that didn't matter. But yeah, at the time, too, I can also say that I used material things to like fill in a lot of voids in my life um, because, yeah, I was working like nine to five. I was doing work that really wasn't my work to do. And so um, I used my money to, you know, bring me happiness. And I think that again, becoming an entrepreneur, it's just, you can't do that anymore. And also too, like, I wasn't just becoming an entrepreneur. I was growing up in a way that's like, I want to buy a house someday. You know what I mean? I I don't want to live in my mom's house forever where I live now, by the way, I just want to make that very clear. Um, I am 30 and I do live at home with my mom. Um, it's not my proudest moment, (laughs) but that's why I'm really open about it. Like and open about the things that I'm not proud of. Um, and that's something that, you know, I have also gathered through 2020 is like, bringing that shadow in through the front door. But yeah, I don't want to live in my mom's house forever. I want to own a house someday. I want to, I want to have nice things. I, I like nice things. Anybody who knows me knows I like really nice things. I have expensive taste. Um, it's why I've actually like stopped buying clothes and things because I just, it's too, the stuff that I want is just too expensive. So it's, um, you know, yeah, my, I knew that I needed to change my relationship with money because I know that the garden had a lot of things to do. And in order to do them, we were going to need money. But another thing that I've known about myself for my entire life, um, I've known this, like, this was always something that would be said to me, you know, when I would get like my chart read back in the day. And then it's just something that I realized more and more as I've understood my own human design and my own, um, my own self. But like, nobody is going to give me money. Like the money that I have and the money that I earn and and from this point on, anytime, anything you ever have seen me with and ever will see me with, I promise you I earned it because people just don't give me things. And it's, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not waiting for people to give me things. That's not even a normal expectation to have. And I don't have it and I never have had it. Um, But for some reason in the last couple of years, a lot of people have offered me things. And, you know, I I wish that I could say that from day one, I've always just known that nobody's going to give me any money and I'm not just going to like get lucky and something's not just going to come to me. And so I've just been, you know, had my head down and just worked hard and never even like looked into anything. No, I've been swooned by so many people. Quick, quick, quick. And y'all know, right? Like I've already told you guys the story of how I've gotten, you know, sidetracked with, you know, these dreams and illusions of money that have never panned out, not one time. Um, So, you know, I don't know what I'm expecting to change when people come and they offer me money, um, but no outcome has ever been different. It's always, always, always fallen through for some reason or another. Um, And I don't really know why, because I don't think sometimes that people are being fully honest. I I can only just tell you guys what I assume. And so I know I told you guys, you know, on the previous episode, like this last year, these last couple of years, like, yeah, mad people have hit me up being like, oh, we want to invest in your business. And then I had that year where I was like working with that crazy lady and she told me that she would, you know, pay me for the work that I was doing, which she definitely really wasn't trying to. And also too, like I was, yeah, there was like all these opportunities for me to make money, but again, never panned out to anything. Um, and then in 2020, somebody offered me at one point upwards of half a million dollars. And like, this was such a crazy situation because I never asked for not one penny of it. Like it started as, you know, oh, um, 
my partner and I have this amount of money that we want to invest in, um, you know, we can help you buy some real estate or whatever. And, and that started as like 60,000. And then somehow that ballooned into like almost $800,000. And then literally in the matter of hours, um, that was just like pulled out from under the rug. And it really wasn't, I shouldn't even say it was pulled out from under the rug. Cause actually I definitely was the first person to be like, I'm out of this and I don't care about any money. Like I'm, I'm not going to get trapped here again. Um, but still like it was just gone it was just there and gone but it was never there you know what I mean it's just never there and so yeah I I feel like this year though especially like a couple times people have just kind of like dangled money in my face like they'll be like oh I'm gonna you know I have this much money that I want to give to your business or I want to you know I want to come in I've been offering I had been offering up until this point but I'm not offering this anymore um one percentage for twenty thousand dollars one percentage of the garden for twenty thousand dollars I was trying to sell and raise some money. Um, but that offer is no longer on the table because basically the last situation that I had, it was, it was a really quick situation and it all transpired right in between those last two eclipses. But someone had reached out to me and said that they wanted to invest in the business. And I reached back and said like, okay, sure. You know, here's the business plan. It's not a professional business plan. I don't have a pro forma. Here's the, you know, investment opportunity. It's a pre-license opportunity. So just anybody who knows about investing in the cannabis business, like if you're investing pre-license, yes, it's the highest risk, but it's the highest reward because you'll never be able to invest at that price again once the business is licensed because the value of a cannabis business goes up, you know, like monumentally once the license is in place. And it's, yeah, it's just a totally different situation. And so the offer that I was even offering 1% for 20,000, that's pretty low for what I really think the value of this business is, but it was a realistic offer and it was a way for me to like raise a little bit of money. And just to say too, like just a, a pause on that and just on why I'm only trying to raise a little bit of money. I just want to make this really clear. What I'm trying to do with this business is something that to my knowledge, nobody has really done in this industry, not in Massachusetts, maybe out in Cali, there are spots like, um, not even spots, because I don't know of any cannabis bakeries that are coming online or, or any that exist even now. But business structures like mine, where it's like a smaller um, team of people raise, you know, much less money and, and build a business just like a regular business, not a lot of people who come into this industry, like I said, like, in the first update, like most people, if you want to build a dispensary, you need to have a million dollars to make this dispensary because all the requirements are so crazy. And you have to have like the state of the art security and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it's so much money. And then <clears throat> for a dispensary too, of course, you want to have like, uh, you know, large product lines. So that's going to cost you several tens of thousands of dollars to have and all of that. So it's like, yeah, a lot of people, um, I, I always say like, you should have $2 billion. If you want to just open up a dispensary, you need to have like $2 million. But that's so crazy to me that like no, no black person just like from the hood is going to ever be able to start a cannabis business. Like at least nobody in my family, nobody that I know, nobody in my circle, because none of us have $2 million. Like none of us even have a network with $2 million, to be honest with you. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. It is not comfortable to ask for money. And I just want to say this one more time. I have never asked for money. I have never asked a soul for money, you know? People have always come to me and offered me money. I have never gone to someone and said, hey, would you be interested in investing in my business? Never. I've I've put out the opportunity to a couple people, like, this is what I'm offering, but I've never said, would you like to take it up? No. Only people have come to me and said, like, I'd be, I'm interested in investing in your business. That's the only way that I've ever even had money conversations with people because I don't even like to talk about money with people because it's kind of uncomfortable. Um, and I don't really like to ask people that I know, especially at a time like this, like, I, I'm not even willing to ask my own mom for money right now. So why would I go out and ask strangers for money? Like we're in the middle of a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? It's just really, really uncomfortable. And so, yeah, I mean, if there's anybody thinking like me, then it's like, it's going to be really hard to start a cannabis business because like, how are you going to get that money? Unless you're willing to sell like half of your company up front to some of these big investment firms. And to be honest with you guys, I'm not willing to do that. And I, I think you guys already know why I'm not willing to do that. I mean, the goal of the garden is to build generational wealth for people of color, for disadvantaged populations, but also eventually for the community in Jamaica as well. And so this is why we came to this conclusion that, you know, we're not selling any more equity. But what really started up was that, yeah, someone reached out and they had offered to invest in the business and they asked me for the business plan. I sent it to them with that kind of disclaimer of this, you know, being a very um, 
pre-licensed op- uh, investment opportunity. And so it not, you know, being having all the kind of like trappings of what, a you know, fancier and maybe like further along business investment might look like, you know, this is really, really like startup stuff. And also too, I just want to say, um, as a woman, I, this is part of the reason why I can't wait to be in a higher position and able to look back and, and bring up other businesses and other women trying to come up. Because when you reach out to someone and you want to invest in them, I hope you're doing that because you really believe in the business and you believe in what they're doing and you believe in that individual or that group of people that are starting that business, especially, like I said, if it's a pre-licensed, like early, early, early phase startup, like we're not like up on the fucking market trying to like sell shares in our business. You know what I'm saying? It's a friends and family only thing. And when you're in a situation like that, like you should be doing it for those reasons of, you know, bringing people up, helping people like you have an opportunity or you have something that you can add to something to, you know, make it better, make it come to life. And yes, eventually you'll get back your return on the investment. But um, I don't know that like <clears throat> for a business like mine, if I want people coming into it with that's just their only, you know, perspective is like, what's my return on investment going to be? And, and how soon am I going to get that return on investment? Um, because yeah, this, you know, we're real people and we're really trying to build something real. And so, um, and, and the other thing that I will say too, is like, always do your due diligence. Like you shouldn't offer someone money. Like this person literally offered me a dollar amount only to take it away and be like, oh, it's too early for me to invest actually after I've had my lawyer look into your business plan and da, 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 da. And it was, it was one of those moments for me where I was like, I wasn't mad. I wasn't, you know, angry at all. Not at anybody else. I was just kind of like, Kijana, you did it again. Like, why did you even get to this point? Like with this person, you, you know, and it's ironic. And I said this to everybody, by the way, I said this to everybody on my team. As soon as I sent the business plan, my initial gut reaction was, I have to stop doing this. I have to stop sending this out. I have to stop looking for this investment money from other people. This is not the way to get it. And yeah. And then when, uh, after, cause like the conversation was going really good for a while, like after I, you know, the initial communication was when she came back and was like, Oh, I want to offer you this much, you know, write me a contract for this much. And then I did. And then she was like, Oh, actually it's too early for me to invest. And that conversation for me, that was it. That was the nail in the coffin. I was like, you know what? I'm done looking for external investments. The only people that can financially invest in the company and buy equity in the company at this point are the people that work for the company because it's too complicated for someone else to come in and try and invest in my company. And honestly, it's like, it, like I just said, it's like the energy of it all. Money is energy. And when people are going to bring money into your business, you have to be really cognizant of what energy that money holds. And if the energy is, what's my return on investment and how soon can I get it for me and for my business? That's not the energy that I want. Funny thing is, the return on investment is crazy and you're going to get it pretty quick too, because this business is so ridiculous. But that's the point. I'm not really willing to share the spoils with people who haven't been here working hard on this. It's so much work. And so the people who deserve to win from it are the people who've been working on it. And I honestly believe that. And I'm going to stay true to that now. I'm putting it out here on the airwaves for y'all to hear. Y'all can hold me to it. It's like, no, you won't see me selling the garden. It just it just won't happen, at least not in this way. Um, I don't see it happening in the future, but I definitely know it's not going to happen right now. Um, and so, you know, part of what we what we need to do, though, because we do we do need money to um, get licensed. Like we we've estimated that we need um, somewhere between like 40 and 50 thousand dollars to get licensed. And we have twenty thousand dollars and we need the, to get the rest, <laughs> basically. And the thing is, it's like, guys, I I don't want to to sell any more of the company and I'm not going to sell any more of the company. And what I do want to do and what I would love to do is just to earn the money. I would love, I would be just so excited if y'all just bought stuff and we just got 30K in revenue in the next four to six weeks. <laughs> and I know it sounds crazy. We've never done that much. Um, we've, we've barely even done half of that in, you know, that time. Um, but here's the thing though, that I want to say, this is a good time for people to buy from the garden. And I'll tell you why. Once we are licensed and everything's regulated, we won't be able to make our edibles at the doses that we've been making them at. And I don't even know if I should say that on 
a podcast, but I'm gonna. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is what it is. But there's no way we can because everything's going to be regulated and the limits are much more limited. Um, you know, I'm very generous with the dosing and I'm generous in terms of the pricing. And I know some people like to complain and talk a lot of trash. But the thing is, if y'all are dealing with the dispensaries and, and with the legalized businesses, it would be a totally different situation. And guess what? When we go legit, it's going to be a little bit of a different situation. Um, and so one thing, you know, is like stock up on edibles and things like that, all your favorite goodies, because yeah, you're not going to get them at these doses and these prices again. So, you know, one way that you can invest in the garden is go on our menu and buy a bunch of stuff, buy stuff that you can stock up on. There's a bunch of stuff on there that's really freezable. Um, you know, grab it and, and savor it because once we're licensed, um, it'll be different for sure. And um, another way that you could support the garden is like keep coming to classes, you know, um, keep buying class packs. Those are huge. Gift cards are huge. Like, yo, if you think you're going to spend, you know, $500 at the garden this year, you know, put it on a gift card because you can use the gift card now. You can use it later. Once we're licensed, you'll still be able to use it for classes while we're going through the licensing process. One thing I want to say is that the day we submit the license application is the day all the edibles and all that stuff comes off our website. You guys are not going to be able to buy that stuff on our website anymore. The only thing, or at least until we're fully licensed, the only thing that you're going to be able to get on the website is to sign up for classes and coaching um, and any like non-cannabis products. You know, gift cards will stay up uh, throughout the whole process. But yeah, things like the bloom boxes and stuff like that, you know, stock up on those things because we're not going to have them for a while. But when we come back, we'll have them. And th like I said, with gift cards, like, you know, if you expect that you're going to spend X amount at the garden this year and you have it and you're able to spend it now, then it would mean so much to us for you to go and just buy a gift card for that amount. You can keep using it throughout the year, but you're getting the money into our bank account now. You know, the reason why it's so crucial and imperative that we have the money in our bank account. It's a couple reasons. First of all, the commission and the city of Boston needs to see that we have money in our bank account. They want to know that we have the money to make the business happen, to make it come to life. And if we don't have it, they won't give us a license. Many, many businesses, especially other economic empowerment applicants, have gotten held up at this point because they don't have the capital resource uh, to, to keep it going. So that's one major thing is like, if we're estimating that we need this, what I said earlier was between 40 and 50, really the close or exact number, but probably will change is 43. You know, if we're estimating right now that we need 43,000 to make it all happen, the commission needs to see us have 43,000 in the bank that we can do it. And that is already, I'm talking like exponentially lower than any other business has ever tried to make a cannabis, uh, you know, business happen with. Um, and so we're already really lowballing it and already, you know, pushing a limit in that way and, and probably going to raise a lot of red flags with the commission in that way. So it's more important that we at least have that in the bank. And so, yeah, um, you know, there's other definitely other ways to keep supporting the garden. Like, you know, with the um, subscription services, you can keep those going. Um, we're also going to have other just things up in the store for you to purchase. Um, we're thinking of other kind of like creative ways, like an exclusive membership. You know, once we are in business, we want to make sure that like the people who held us down and the people who really took care of us and made sure that we got to the point that we're, we're working towards, like we want to make sure that you guys know how special you are to us and know how important you are in this community. And so we're trying to think of like an exclusive membership to create for you guys that will give you guys, you know, special discounts, special access, things like that. But, you know, this these next couple of weeks, like trust and believe we are going to be, you know, pushing for sure all the all the products that we have on the website. You know, if you were th thinking about signing up for coaching, sign up. I mean, sign up now because also the pricing for coaching is going to go up very soon. So definitely now is the time to sign up. But yeah, I mean, sign up now, sign up for a consultation. We can talk about it. Coaching programs are great. Um, you know, it's it's something for you. And Another great benefit to the garden, another great way for us to continue to raise money. You know, we have to make sure that we have enough money for rent while we're getting the licensing process. We have to have money for the license. We have to have... <laughs> We have to have money for so many crazy things. We have to have money for all the equipment, all of which we'll buy used, by the way. Um, we have to have money to build the bakery out. So, yeah, like I said, we are we are lowballing this. We are going to do this at the cheapest, in the cheapest way possible, but still make it as beautiful as possible. Um, and, you know, this is probably the first time that I'm ever coming out and actually asking for something. <laughs>
I am though. I really am. I'm asking y'all to please, please, please go on the website and buy stuff. It's like, you guys, I know y'all want this business to be here for the long term. I know you want this to be stable. And don't you think it's going to be so dope when you can wake up on a Saturday and be like, yo, I'm going to the garden today. I'm going to go get some, um, you know, some fresh baked edibles. I'm going to go get a, a latte. I'm going to go get a, some pre-rolls that will be rolled for you right there. Or we'll have our little cases or whatever. Like, and we'll have all of our other products and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to be there. We're going to be right there for you to come see us and come check us out. And then soon enough, we might even have a yoga studio, right? next to it so you know the the universe is lining up the stars are aligning in our favor guys and we're so close we are so close to just getting through and getting what we need and so yeah I'm definitely this is my little my little appeal to y'all um really the 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 most important people um but yeah invest in this in this offering in this in this organization in this company because we know you love it we know you want us to be here and we want to be here we really really want to be here for you guys and we have to we have to be legit about it you know what i'm saying we need this license this is the obvious the clear and really the only next step for us to move forward so um so yeah so we're gonna i'm gonna take a little break and then yeah gabriella is gonna join me soon to chat a little bit about just what she's been experiencing with the license. And we'll just talk to you guys a little bit more about, you know, what getting licensed in the city of Boston is like, because it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more complicated, of course, um, more steps, more paperwork, more layers, but yeah, we'll get back with you. So I'm here with Gabriella. And we are going to bring you a little bit more of a licensing update. I wanted to, well, first of all, let me just say hello to Gabriella. Hi. Um, so we're, I'm going to bring you a little bit of a um, licensing update. I wanted to talk to you guys, as I mentioned on the last part, about the city of Boston process. This is my first time that I'm like applying for a cannabis license in the city of Boston. Um, you guys know that I've gone through the licensing process in a couple different ways and uh the most recent time that i was looking at licensing was in woburn and so out there there was a process where you go through the like city council um and that's how you would get approval to get your community host agreement and then you just go through the state's process but the city of boston has an entirely different process they actually have basically like a boston cannabis commission and you have to go through a like four step process with them um so the process with them starts by submitting an application on the city of boston's website that kind of details the project that you want to um you know start the business that you're trying to begin and then part two is that you have to pretty much at the same time you have to go through the zoning board and apply for permits and then part three is that the permitting um, office, ISD, is going to reject your request. That's just part of the process. They're going to reject your request. And then you have to have an appeal, um, at like a zoning appeal meeting, or you get you basically get put on an agenda at a zoning appeal committee meeting. I don't know. I'm saying a lot of words. They all make sense eventually. And uh, then after that, you know, hopefully you get approval at that point, and then you go through the process with the city of Boston of Emerge, Department of Emerging Industries, and you create your community host agreement. Once your community host agreement is done, signed, that's when you can basically submit your application to the state. So you have to go through, you know, a pretty extensive process with the city of Boston. And, you know, their application, it starts, like I said, with an application, then they hit you back with more requests for information. So you have to then submit to them a bunch of documents that have a bunch of information, kind of like what the state requires. Basically, um, all your standards of procedures, you know, your operations and uh, your security and safety plans. And then you have to um, submit to them like information about your capital resources and, you know, all your funding and all that, who has ownership and, um, you know, interest, beneficial interest, as they call it in the business and all of that. So it's a ton of documentation you have to submit to them, like either, you know, proof that you have the um, location, the real estate, whether you own it or you're renting it or whatever, you have to submit that to them. 
Um, so there's a ton of documentation. And then if you're also going to submit to be a Boston equity applicant, if you're like an economic empowerment applicant, then you have to submit all of that documentation to another office to get approval as a Boston equity applicant. So it is um, a very extensive process, as you can hear, just to get through the city of Boston. And then you would have to go through, like I said, the state. Um, so for us, you know, the good news is a lot of that work was either kind of done or being done, you know, in the process of being done. So um, getting the documentation together for the city of Boston has been, you know, um, it's definitely been a lot of work, but it's been able to like move forward and, and kind of go, um, you know, at least at a pace that I'm comfortably happy with. Um, but, you know, part of the reason why I wanted to have Gabriella here today is because I feel like every time I get on here and I'm talking with you guys, I'm really just like talking you guys through the process and, you know, telling you guys like these are the steps that I have to go through. And, you know, I kind of just shoot them off. And really, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm just like speaking from memory. I'm not like reading anything. I'm just telling you guys like this is the process that I've gone through. I'm speaking from my own experience. And, you know, I don't always bring in like the um, like the just the emotional experience that I'm going through you know I know I make it sound like it's so like checklisty like oh yep then you do this then you do this then you do this but like you know emotionally it's really heavy because these processes are not they're not simple and every step of the way it's just like there's always you know something kind of like you know one thing that you know Gabriella has been working on with me in the last couple of weeks was like getting a bank account and we had gone into banks and we were asking people if they would be willing to open a bank account with us and you know hearing no as many and people were like sad to say no to us like it's it's sad you know what I mean because yeah there's just a lot of emotions in this process and I feel like I don't really um, bring it in as much but Gabriella I'll just tell you guys she is a Gemini sun a um, Pisces moon and a Leo rising so she tends to um, reflect on the emotions of things um, a lot more than I do and I really appreciate it because I feel like definitely for the first time in this process I've really had someone witnessing me and just like what I'm experiencing and um, reflecting on it which is like it's just really helpful and healing to me in so many ways um, which is why this has been such like a beautiful and, and mutually beneficial I feel relationship that we've you know created here but yeah I really wanted to um, kind of let you guys hear a little bit more about um, Gabriella's experience like one thing I wanted to bring up Gabriella that uh, you had said to me at one point I asked Gabriella to make a um, spreadsheet of all the existing dispensaries in Massachusetts so that we could start reaching out to them and you know telling them who we are getting our product list out there and stuff like that and she had said to me she was like yeah so I you know I finished the um, list and she's like you know I just noticed like some of the names of the dispensaries are really like triggering and I was like yeah <laughs> like she's like yeah they're like Patriot hair like um, like what was the colonial one it was like colonial. There, yeah, there's so many. Revolution, Mary, yeah. something. Yeah, I don't remember. But just a lot of, yeah, colonial type terms that it just, like, why, you know? And we know why. We know exactly why. It's a problem. Yeah, and it's it's like, you know, we have to reach out to these people. We have to call these people and, you know, forge positive business relationships with them and we want to but it's like it's so interesting to think about how just like being black women in this industry like the these things that are I personally feel like I'm just kind of like desensitized to like I didn't even think about that honestly until she brought that up and I was like yeah you're absolutely right actually this is this is kind of offensive, um, but yet this is this is what we're working with, and you know this is the industry. And you know another thing that like Gabriella has reflected on a lot is like the um, the laws, like going through. Like there was one day that we were sitting in the kitchen. <laughs> this is the one time we ever did this because it was actually just like such a painful experience. We were going through all of our standards of procedures. And we were trying to do them together in my kitchen, and it was just miserable. It was like, you can't do that. And I'm sorry that I put you through that. I'll never do it again. Um, after that, we were like, we will be eight miles away from each other whenever we were going to. Um, I'm so glad you're saying that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is what it is. It's fine. Um, but yeah, we were working on it, and she was reading through the, um, the, dose it, the dosing requirements that the state has. And honestly, I have to say, I don't think I told you this, Gabriella, but I was actually getting annoyed as she was reading through them you could probably feel it I was like mm -hmm. like she's like reading through them and the reason why I was getting annoyed is because like yeah bitch I've read these a million times I know what they are they suck it sucks I'm 
I'm not excited about it. But it's like, yes, I know. They're crazy. And, you know, that's just another thing. It's like, it's kind of like soul crushing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Like, she literally looked at me. She was like, I just would have gave up here. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. And that actually was such a validating Mm -hmm. thing for her to say to me. It was so freeing because I, in that moment, I was like, yeah, there have been so many little moments like that where, yeah, I'm just like writing a a policy or or doing something in in the process, in the um, application process. And I'm like, fuck this. Mm -hmm. I just want to go in my bed smoke a blunt, eat a bag of fucking chips right now, (laughs) and never talk to another soul again. And has been so traumatizing and triggering (laughs) in some, you know, in some ways, because it's been the year of the shadow. Like Mm -hmm. Like I was saying the other day, it's like we met this year, and I came here through coaching. So it's like I I came in a place where I was already feeling weak, (laughs) you know, and it's like, all of the things in my life that has brought me to this point has prepared me for this moment. But now I'm like, damn. And I was just saying, you know, right before we started recording this podcast today, how just in awe I am of being here in this space, seeing everything that you've done, you know, and everything that basically your, I mean, your family, your lineage, whether, you know, I know you talk about your family on this podcast a bit and it's like knowing that everything has prepared you for this moment. This has been, this is you taking the, you know, the baton or whatever that's been passed to you. And I feel like I've just stepped into the most important, one of the most important things ever, you know, for my own experience, like this has been, this is me stepping into a whole industry and career that I did not see myself stepping into. And I, I know that that's life, but the timing, the everything. So to see, to see this process, it's like, and to be my crazy Gemini self (laughs) (laughs) and to be like, you know, having to, take like learn so much more really fast when my brain is already moving at a million miles per hour and I'm working through my trauma at the same time like and having to face like every single piece of my fear yeah right now and so it's like but my way is to connect through conversation so Mm -hmm. it's like yeah to learn about even just the names of the dispensaries, you know, it's not just a name, you know, this land that we live on. Like I, I feel it all. I think about that all the time. Right. I can't help it. Right. And seeing how, how much I know it affects you, but it's also like your ability to just keep it moving Yeah. and your ability to like your determination and your hustle. Like I'm just, I'm so, so, so honored to be even in the same space as you. Like, oh, and to be yeah. like, <laughs> to be now in business, in business with you. Like, I'm, I'm excited. And then the team, like, so yeah. This this process with City of Boston is, I know, just that, that last kind of like, that push, you know, the license. It's like, I feel like it's like, we're, we're about, I, I'm so blessed because I really can say that we are about to step into a new realm a new realm yeah a a new new realm realm. yeah (laughs) no this 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 process and the the outcome that is sure to come that is inevitable here it is um it's going to be a game changer and we know that and we feel that in our bones and that's why we're working so hard to make it happen that's why even in the moments where we want to give up, we can't because we, we're just we're so close and we've been working so hard. And I, I say we and I mean Gabriella too because even in just the like two months that she's been here, she really has put in so much work. And some of the things that she was just saying about her experience and this being the year of the shadow and you know her feeling like she stepped into this business at such a you know pivotal moment in her life, it mirrors my experience as well. And we've talked about that a lot in in our time together, like you know, the, the experiences, the growth that she's going through, it's, it's experiences that I, I've also been through. Sometimes she says things, I'm like, yes, I know exactly mm-hmm. what you mean. Cause I've been mm-hmm. right there in that moment mm-hmm. and I feel you. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it, it's 
amazing for me because I know that part of what I wanted to create with the garden was create an organization that really um, embodied what we say we're doing. And this is a space for wellness and a space for healing. And I've healed. So I've done so much work, so much healing work, so much shadow work on this journey of creating this business. And I see Gabriella, like she said, we, we did coaching together um, early in the year. And, you know, I saw her go through so much through that. And when this whole opportunity came up about us doing this apprenticeship, like, watching us even just go through the process of making it happen, coming together, doing contracts and all of that. It's like the thought and the intention that went into it. I know I've said it before. This girl loves the garden. Sometimes I think she loves it more than me. <laughs> like she really, really loves it and has experienced it in a way that even I haven't. And so that's why, you know, I'm grateful for her. We should all be grateful for her to have her in this community and as part of this team because um, she's definitely already bringing big things to the table, but I see even bigger and better in our future together and just just like she said, we're stepping into a new realm. So, you know, there's there's so much coming for the garden and I'm really excited about it. Um, and I know I mentioned it earlier, but like any um, amount of support that you can give to the garden right now is going to mean so much to us and so much to our future. Like it might just be a little bit now, but it will mean a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> and trust and believe like every little bit counts. So like I said earlier, like if you can go and, you know, buy yourself a gift card to use mm -hmm. for the year or whatever, you know, buy a class pack, you know, buy stock up on edibles. Like I said, we won't be able to get you these doses yes. again. The prices will change up. You know, we will have more variety and, and newer and fresher stuff, but, um, you know, it's, it's going to be different. And so if you love the way things are, <laughs> stock up mm -hmm. um, because they won't be like that in the future. Um, some things will be better and other things will just be different. Um, so yeah, so that is, I think, just like what I would say to end this. And and just, again, I want to just say how grateful I am for Gabriella, how grateful I am for Ryan, Moj, but also just everyone out there who's listening, the people who are keeping up with this podcast, you know, our crew, our, our weekly crew that's coming in and chatting it up with us mm -hmm. and, and talking about it with us and giving us good ideas and good feedback. Um, we really appreciate that like your energy it feeds us in mm -hmm. so many ways so um thank you we love you seriously appreciate you that's our episode for today thank you so much for tuning in please be sure to check back regularly for new episodes check out our website www.iandirosegarden.com for updates and any events happening here at the garden and be sure to follow us on instagram at i and i rose garden that's at symbol i a n d i r o s e g a r d e n talk to you guys soon <laughs>